0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg Srozosti with Find Your Film, episode 173. This is a pretty good episode because it's a giveaway episode, along with two sets of interviews. I'm giving away five Blu-rays. Actually, it's Blu-ray and DVD and digital code of The Holdovers. Do you love this movie directed by Alexander Payne, starring Paul Giamatti, Davin Joy Randolph, and Dominic Sessa? Well, you have a shot there. I'm giving away Five copies, courtesy of Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. I'll be putting this up for around 10 days. So if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're listening to it within the 10 days of this podcast release. To actually, to simply enter this giveaway, within the 10 days that is, just become a member of my Find Your Films YouTube channel. I will leave a link where you can become a member. Currently, there's very few members. There's only like around 69 members. So trying to get those numbers up, even though Eric Holmes, my buddy over at Cinematics, he loves that number. I prefer that number is upwards of a thousand. So anyways, this, was, this will be a good start for the holdovers. I'm sure a lot of you love this movie. And go to the show notes for just pretty much information on how to enter this giveaway. And I'll also post when the giveaway will end. Okay, so that is that. I have two good movies to spotlight for this episode. First one is Mayhem. ...action thriller starring Nassim Lias I think he has potential of being an action star. I, I think even before this, I don't know much about his body of work. Before, beforehand, in the interview, he mentions a movie, I believe, called All-Time High... ...and that's more of a comedic role. He's charismatic. In this movie, he kicks a lot of butt. And he's very, very good in this movie about... He plays a former convict who leaves his home in Europe, and I believe in France... ...and he leaves, leaves there to go to Thailand... And he's chilling and having a good time and staying staying away from his former colleagues and fellow criminals. He's trying to hide away in Thailand and he has a wife and a really loving stepdaughter. Everything's fine when he decides to pull himself in back into the life of crime just to complete a certain operation. Okay, he's a hardworking person in Thailand. He has dreams with his wife and his daughter, stepdaughter, and by going back into that life of crime, he unleashes a lot of bad things happen to he and his family and ultimately this movie ends up being a revenge thriller beautifully shot great fight choreography directed by Xavier Jens Xavier Jens and i highly recommend this movie it's worth a rental or purchase i'm going to i'm going to purchase mayhem that's how much i love this i'm going to actually when i scrape together a couple nickels i'm going to purchase mayhem i just love it for the action and the acting as well as the very touching ending Uh, behind Mayhem sorry about my voice the touching ending of Mayhem and I talk about that ending with Nassim towards um, towards the end of the interview but I cut that interview and I'm leaving that ending spoiler stuff for our Patreon of our Cinematics our Cinematics Patreon members I haven't put it up yet but I will put it up very very soon so if you want to like like listen to actors and directors talk about spoilers of movies I will house them over at they are housed over at the Cinematics Patreon site okay for our members $5 catch-all so that's that. That's Nassim Lies for Mayhem. The second one. It's another movie that I really love. It's called Driving Madeline. French director, Christian Carrion. I interviewed him. This is Friday. This I interviewed him last night. He was in some theater. I, I don't know New York very well. He was in the West Village, premiering a screening of Driving Madeline. And it's, or Madeleine. very beautiful, touching film. And it centers on a woman in her early 90s. And Lynn Reynaud, that's her name, the actress, she's being picked up by a taxi driver played by Danny Boone and he drives her around Paris one last time and she it's going to be a very profitable affair for the taxi driver because she just wants him to drive around Paris just for a while before he drops her off one final time at her nursing home where she's going to be taken care of essentially the movie is a two-hander between the taxi driver and Madeline Madeleine. And you it's a lot it's a lot basically a lot of dialogue, but there's also flashbacks to her life before back in the day, and you get to see her relationship with her husband and her son. And that the younger version of Madeline is played by Alice Issaz, and she's very good in the movie as well. So it's a two hander essentially, but then the flashbacks are also quite memorable. Just a very touching movie. The end got me got me teary. I shed a few tears these were well-earned tears. These were not saccharine, overly sentimental. Well, it, it does it does manipulate you at the end a little bit, but everything is so well done before that I just swam with it. And this is a movie that really hit me emotionally. I haven't been this emotionally invested since a couple of years ago with the release of Petit Maman. So great, great movie. And props to Christian Carrion. I accidentally... Screwed up on the interview I was supposed to interview him Earlier in the day And he was more than Willing to Reschedule the interview And he was very patient And very cool And The interview took place Right when he had a break Introducing his screening So A lot of professionalism there And You know If you look at his body of work On his IMDb He released in 2005 A movie called Joy Noel I think it's called An American Merry Christmas That was a big hit All around the world also, he mentions a movie called Come What May. I believe that's a movie, Come What May, which was scored by Ennio Morricone, which is a composer, the late composer behind such classics as The Mission, Once Upon a Time in the West, Cinema Party, So, one of my favorite composers. Love him. But anyways, I can't wait to watch more of Christian Carrion's movies. First up for you guys, definitely see Driving Madeline. And I always say Madeline, but it could be Madeline or Madelaine. I'll just say Driving Madelaine. And it is out as we speak. This is Friday, January 12th. It is out this week in Los Angeles and New York. Good news is it hits nationwide select theaters on January 19th. So if you don't live in New York or L.A., for L.A., it's at the Landmark Theater Sunset and the Landmark Theaters Pasadena. In New York, it's at the Quad Cinema. Yes, the West Village, 34 West 13th Street. I believe that's what the West Village is. Don't know anything about New York, but if you're not gonna, if you're not there this weekend, maybe next weekend, the weekend of January nineteenth, Driving Madeleine will be available just for you to watch in theaters. And this is a movie you should watch in theaters because it's beautiful to like look at. I mean, you get to see so pretty much a ninety-five minute tour of Paris because they're in the car all the time. But he talks during the interview that sort of special effects because they actually weren't driving around Paris because. He mentioned that it would be too much, obviously too much energy expended by the actress, Lynn Renault, right? So what they did was he and his assistant director, cinematographer, they went out and they shot all different scenes of Paris and used those scenes and superimposed them or just put them on big screens around the actual vehicle in a studio, so, however they did that I would love to see the behind the scenes stuff, but when they're driving around with Paris, that's probably big screens all around their car. Looks pretty convincing to me for Driving Madeleine, but yeah, I highly recommend this movie. That this was a five-star film for me. It's a Cohen Media Group release, only 91 minutes, and it's in French with English subtitles. I really love this movie Driving Madeleine. If you're going to be home this week, this weekend, I would also suggest the previously mentioned Mayhem, which my only my only my only warning regarding Mayhem is it's a little bit violent. Actually it's a lot of violent. Okay, so if you don't like too much blood and gore, might be a little bit of a turnoff for you. I would suggest if you don't like a, a lot of that violent stuff, it's still worth it. Just close your eyes when all that bad stuff happens. It's a really well-constructed story. In fact, even though Mayhem and Driving Madeleine are two entirely entirely different movies, they're both high-level pieces of entertainment and they they each have their level of depth within them so check out these two movies hopefully down the line and tell me what you think of them first up is first up is Nasim Lies and second is Christian carrion again Nassim Lies from Mayhem and Christian carrion the director behind Driving Madeleine. thank you guys so much for your time again five blu-rays for the holdovers are available I will put on the show links on how to get your hands on these puppies. All right. All right, guys. Take care. Love you. Thanks for supporting. Find your film and talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, Greg. Pleasure. Greg, how you doing?
0: Good. Quick question. How do I pronounce your last name? Lies or?
1: Lies? No. <laughs> Lies.
0: <laughs> Lies. The same Lies. Yeah. Thank you so much. For, okay. So I guess you guys are recording right now. So everything's good? Yeah. Everything is okay.
1: Right. Yeah. I'll send it to you,
0: Greg. Okay. I got perfect. It. Thank you so much. Right off the top, you know, all of us at the podcast loved your film, loved Mayhem. And I've been reading reviews, great reviews across the board. My co-hosts and a bunch of other reviews were saying that they would love to see you in more action films. And this is a star making performance. So right off the top, patting you on the back, how does that feel? Is it surreal to get that kind of praise and...
1: Uh, Surreal, I wouldn't say so because like in all humility i i knew that i was made for that like i've been i've been waiting for a script like this for like almost 15 13 years you know because as a french actor you don't get to um read scripts like this you know in france it's a lot of author movies and comedy and stuff so when uh, xavier sent me that script I, I i literally like fell in love with it and i was like okay it might be the beginning of something so yeah when i read that uh on the reviews i'm like i, I saw a review like this morning uh, about the new york times saying that i, I had nothing to envy like from the, the biggest action star and i was like oh thank you so much
0: that's amazing you so can you just talk about your connection with xavier what is it what does it work with between your partnership because i think you might be starring in another movie with them what what
1: works about your relationship man you know sometimes in life you you have this bone like instantly and like with xavier it was love at the first sight like we instantly like because you know is my is my buddy we became like very good friends and we are the same in in a way that like when we're shooting we're very serious you know and once The day is over and we uh, we're in the outside world and we're having dinner and stuff. It it just becomes my best friend and my best buddy and like we we're having fun and like just so for me it's like a a, it's a dream to work with that guy and and it's funny because you know there's very few directors that are able to um, how can I say that like uh, I'm like with Xavier I'm like a puppet you know I just. Uh, I just have to listen to his voice because in some scenes, while we're shooting, he would talk to me and be like and say stuff to get me to an emotion. You know what I mean? And, and it works with Xavier. He also worked with another director who's my one of my best friends. Like, uh, we were at comedies together, Julian Wael. But those two directors have something special and, uh, and Xavier is one of them. So, yeah.
0: You know, I don't have two hours to break down every single scene, but my co-host wanted to know how hard was it to shoot specifically the elevator sequence? Elevator which he was, yeah, I knew, he, I knew you knew it. He was blown away. I'm sure. Just what was a preparation like an execution? Amazing.
1: So um shout out to uh, Jude Poyer, who likes one of the uh, the best in his game. And you know, um it was really hard to make because uh you can think, you can say to your co-host, like When you see it, you feel that it's a secret shot. But in fact, there's like hundreds hundreds of shots to it. And each shot is between one to three seconds. But you have to put the same intensity every time. And there's some shots that we had to redo like for 20 times because my fist was too high or a bit too low. So I would have Jude with the British accent say like, the same we have to, it's a bit too high. So we go for it again and again, and we would do it again, like, and it was a real sized elevator. So, uh, and the temperature was so high, I've lost almost 10 pounds uh, in the four day shooting in the elevator scene. And, but the reward is that, you know, Jude is editing live on set. So the reward was like in the end of the week, on Saturday, we managed to watch the entire scene, all t- without the, of course, the visual effects to it. But we managed to watch the entire scene all together, and that 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 was a reward. But like working with Jude and Xavier for me has been like, a, I, I still feel so grateful and so lucky because to me, like I, I've worked with the the best, you know. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Jude Poyas' work way before uh, that shooting. You know, I, I've seen The Red One and Two. Uh, Gangs of London. It's crazy because when I was watching Gangs of London, man, manifesting is real. Because I was watching the first scene, I was like, oh, I haven't seen action scenes like that for a while with my girl. And I was like, baby, I I would love to work with those guys. And boom, Uh, 10 months later, I was on set with Jude. So I was like, that's crazy. I'm working with my heroes.
0: (laughs) That's so amazing. You know, I'm a little bit jealous of you because I'm part Thai, I haven't been to Thailand for over 30 years, so I know you're working very hard with the cast and crew. But what was it like for you to just embrace the culture? What did you love about your shoot and the location and the people?
1: Man, I uh, I've already said that to other journalists, but I I fell in love with Thailand, both Thailand and Thai people because like they were so committed, they were so like welcoming. And and genuinely happy to be there and to work with you. And like every day, every morning I would come on set and uh, I would say hi to each one of them because like Thai people are like, I swear to God, like I'm not saying that because you're half Thai. Like (laughs) when I, because, you know, we did the shooting in Thailand and then we had one part after that. And I had to lose weight, not to gain weight, to be a bit more chubby in the beginning of the movie. And and we had to work with French crew after, but after working with the Thai crew, I was like, oh my god, I miss them so much. I miss them so much because like, and and Thailand is like so beautiful, man. I was like, yeah, I'm so grateful to have been able to to work in paradise. Like it was like, you know, the you know Thailand, like the the water, the beach, like it's like, it was like a postal card. So. Yeah, me, I fell in love both with Thai people and Thailand.
0: Final question is a two-part question, seems. Can you talk, first of all, can you pick one of your all-time favorite movies and why? And can you pick a movie that really impacted you, impacted your life and why? That's the first question. And the second part of the question is, after watching Mayhem, what would you suggest we watch from your from your movie database? What's the next movie we should watch of yours and why? So.
1: All right. So first of all, my uh the movie that had a huge impact. I have a lot of movies that I really liked, like, like Hardboard, John Woods, cinema, whatever. Like if I would have to choose one, it would be Blood with JCBD. And I explain it to you. It's because because of that movie, I've started kickboxing and Thai boxing. So without that, I wouldn't have been able to do mayhem. Because Mayhem, I had like a month and a half prep. And you don't become a Thai boxer in one month and a half. So thanks to uh, JCVD and Blood Sports, I, I starting like uh, kickboxing. And, and and that one is special to me because like uh, when I was a kid, my mom, every Sunday, we, we would watch an action movie with my mom and my brothers. And uh, my mom was a huge fan of uh, JCVD. She still, she still is like... and. So that one was uh, would always be special to me. So Bloodsport, and, and for the second part of your question, um, what was it again?
0: Just a movie that you would recommend from your own movies for us to watch after Mayhem and why. Uh,
1: after Mayhem, like, there's um, one movie that I, I really love, and it was released a month ago on Netflix. Uh, it's called Old Time High. And it's an action comedy. It's an action rom-com. So there's a lot of action in it. And I co-wrote the movie with my best friend, uh, my my best friend, Julien Royal. He uh, is the director and we write together. And then like I play as the lead and he directs the movie. It's our second movie. And it's it's funny, moving, and there's a lot of action to it. So that's the perfect combo. And... uh, I'm really proud of that movie and it was a big hit in Europe. Uh, Not the same in the US because the English dubbing is really not on point. You know, the Spanish Mm -hmm. dubbing was great, Italian too, but the English dubbing was not really good. So I recommend you to watch it like an original version with English subtitles and you're gonna, you, you see, you have a great time.
0: Thank you so much. Really love Mayhem and really love the interview. Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you and one more thing uh if okay. I can add like there's a um uh, I just wanted to do a, a big shout out to all of the other actors who were amazing in the movie the Thai crew and also uh Jude and Xavier we are teaming we teamed up together again and we have another movie coming up in 2024 a shark movie it's going to be a huge uh Netflix movie uh and I co-star with Berenice Bejo the girls who did the artist and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be huge. So it's coming in twenty twenty four.
0: Isn't your body tired by now? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: and, and the movie is called Under Paris.
0: Okay, thank you so much for your time. Really love it. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. And thank you, whoever's out there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Megan. <laughs> okay, perfect. Perfect now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I
2: didn't have my glasses so didn't see you. Now I can see you. Good. And you are
0: great. Yes, thank you for for rescheduling. I really appreciate it. Don't worry. Okay, so first off, I really love this movie and you were saying in interviews that when you first read the script, you uh, at the end you you cried. And was it a big pressure to actually when you shot the movie to equal the power that you felt the first time you read it, executing it? With cinema? What was the big challenge of uh-huh. getting to that place where you were? It's
2: a very good question because it's always the same story. I mean, you feel, you know, when you decide to make them, it's a very difficult decision, you know, because you will spend about three years of your life on this movie. So it must be something very intimate, very important, you know, and, and so the, the pressure is that you feel at the beginning something very strong for the story. For the characters, for and you expect uh, to share your emotion with uh, with the people. And the challenge for for a movie is to succeed that or not. And sometimes it works, sometimes it, it doesn't work. But it was not a huge It Was I mean, as you would my question I was with a lady who was uh, ninety three. Wow. And um, if this is not the same, you know. Uh, we have. I always think about this is 93. So we all organize with her in the middle of anything. Uh, we, I decided not to shoot really in Paris, like, uh, because uh, driving in Paris is just a nightmare, like in the movie, but in the real life, I can tell you, you know, and um, so I said, No, let's, think, let's find a solution not to shoot really in Paris. So we were in the studio. The car didn't drive. And around the car, we put huge screens uh, with high definition 4K on which we screen what we should see if we were really driving. It means two months before we really drive uh, in Paris and we shot everything. We shot on the right, on the left, in front, behind, even the sky. And we shot by day, by night, morning, afternoon, under the sun, under the rain, you know. So after two months of shooting everything, we had to make a huge editing to keep the best for us, of Paris we wanted to see in the movie. But when everything was ready, when uh, Danny and Lynn arrived, just sits inside the car and we say, action. And then on the screen, Paris was there. But without really driving in, in in inside, because I can tell you, we will she would die if we be driving
0: her. Right? Were you surprised with how Danny and Lynn and Elise they they were just so perfect in their roles that you didn't feel like they were acting it they it just felt so natural. Was that something that surprised you even when you were editing at how natural everything was?
2: Yes, you're right. Um, when I read the script. It was already re- written for Lynne Renault, and I said it's a great idea because uh, she didn't make a lot of movies in, in France, you know. Mm-hmm. But she's she has that kind of dignity, <laughs> it's a kind of queen, you know, she's uh, fresh, she has such beautiful eyes. Uh, she's a, she's he's a, she's a, a lady. And uh, then I suggest Danny Boone to play with her because uh, they know each other for a long, long time. Uh, Danny used to say that he, she's her second boss. And when he read the script, he, t- he called me and he said, Christian, so I am the only one uh, to drive uh Madeleine, Lynn Renault for he, her last journey. So I said, okay, this is uh, a. <laughs> good reason to make this movie and yes the chemistry between the two actors was obvious because they were so happy to be together really so i try best you know to offer them best condition uh to be themselves and you're right they don't play they are they are themselves uh in this uh, in this taxi yeah
0: yeah and i, I love the least two. she was can you say something about her? She was so great in the movie as well. I, I remember her from years ago from that Western Savage State, and she's just a really wonderful actor.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's always a mystery when you you decide when you make the cast because uh, I don't know exactly what does it mean to direct an actor. Uh, as uh, we used to say, that the most important fact is to choose the actor. When is a the good one? Well. Eighty percent of the work is already done. You have to just control and to see if they are in a good line or not. But they yeah. will join the movie by their, their yeah. humanity, by their talent, and yeah. uh, by the pleasure to be all uh, together. So uh, this is um, the magic of uh, of la mise en scène. Um, to have the right person for the right movies.
0: You're talking about mise en scène, the magic of cinema. I'm thinking of Preston Sturges's uh, was it Sullivan's Travels at the end, where people are laughing at the end of the movie, at the at the entertainment. What was it like for you to watch the, your film with an audience and seeing the, them um, assumedly get very emotional and involved in your story? That must mean a lot to you personally, since it's such a personal story as well
2: yeah well i i like to do that i mean uh, to be uh, like a stranger among uh, the audience and to watch i don't want the, i don't watch the movie because i know by heart i watch i listen to the people i try to feel your emotion to check in fact what we were talking about before i mean the first uh, emotion i had by reading the script is this emotion at the end on the screen or not and to know that the best way to know that is just to sit in the theaters among the people who don't know and you have the answer to your question they feel or they don't and okay. with this one um yes i know by now that they feel something they you know we make a big terrific journey all around the world with this movie uh, the u.s is the last territory for, and we went to we went, went to, to China. I remember uh, the lead win uh, the best uh, actress for uh, in in Beijing yeah, in a so huge so festival. So at so 94. She, she was so so uh, proud and happy about this. Uh, yeah, but so. everywhere in Germany, in Japan, Great really Britain, or I mean, it's in Denmark, good. Denmark it was crazy everywhere the people they came to me and they say thank you and they, they say well we didn't know you know that we would like to have a drink with her no it could not be possible <laughs> <laughs> but um i talk a lot about uh, another subject is the domestic violence yeah. and i discover that this subject is all around the world it's everywhere on any continent it's not it's not a a question of a social level you know no it's everywhere I don't have any explanation about this but the violence uh, inside the family yes it does exist
0: your movie is also about trying to enjoy life in, in the moment with the people you love and you hold dear it doesn't matter how much the fare costs or the money, it's just the most important is listening to other people and loving them and listening to their story. How how great is that to know that you are working within this? It's such a great story to put it out into the world. It must make you feel really good to know that this, this movie exists, you know, that kind of theme.
2: Thank you, thank you. Um, this is my point of view, even if sometimes I forget it myself, because we are in a hurry, because we are, we have a stress, we... You know, the modern life is uh, <laughs> the best way to forget the most important things. I mean, the relationship with the people you love, uh, with your neighborhood, with uh, your relatives. And I love this, story, this movie for that. I mean, she gave a lesson of life to this driver, really, at the end. It's not just a question of money. Uh, the heritage of Lino is much more important yeah. than just the Is He will... Change his life, even money for sure, but not only because of this, we change his life by taking care of uh, the people who are very important for him.
0: Christian, my final question is for cinephiles who are just new to your work, and if they once they see this movie and they love this movie, what would you suggest from your body of work that they see? Maybe. A movie that you feel is yeah, underrated yeah. Yeah. that you that from your resume, yeah. what what that's film of yours should they, they see next and why? Seven Christian,
1: it's under
2: there. you know, yesterday it's they uh, screened here in the corner in New York, Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël is uh, has been shot twenty years before, and uh, so it's very special when you say, oh my God, twenty years. I can tell you the, the, the movie is much is much more fresh than myself, <clears throat> but and I say to myself, in fact, this is the same story. I mean, I do believe that this this movie movies are a question of humanity, a question of human beings, a question of uh, how to live all together. So yes, come what I mean, Joanne Noel, and the other one would be come what may who is not so uh, well-known that Joanne Noel, I believe. And um, Come What May was a very special history about uh, the Second World War, very close to my mom, and uh, the last contribution of uh, Ennio Morricone for the French cinema. And you should watch and listen to Come What May, because the tribute of the maestro is terrific.
0: You know, thank you, Chris, so much. I love this film so much. Thank you so much for your time, especially especially on a very busy night. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, Greg, for all your questions because when you have good, a good answer. <laughs> thank <laughs>
0: thank you. you. Bye. You take care. Bye-bye.